Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, I am back for season two of the Unprofessional Podcast. I know you never thought I would make it to season two. You you doubted me. All you people listening, guarantee you all doubted me. But I'm back. The hiatus is um, over. Summer break is over. Let me tell you a little bit what I did, what I've been doing, because I've been so fucking busy and haven't been able to record, and I apologize for that. But that will end for here on out, at least for a couple more months. Uh, while I was gone, I've been traveling, went on an adventure in Utah, went visited a friend in New York, went on a family vacation to the Outer Banks. Yes, those Outer Banks. I saw John B. and all those pogues shooting their guns. I switched jobs in the middle of this little hiatus. I'm in grad school, and I completely revamped my brand on all platforms of social media. So I'm back, and I am better than ever and ready to do this again. So thank you all for tuning in for Episode 1, Season 2. Here we go. So as most of you know, this is the Unprofessional Podcast. But for those of you who don't know, or if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining. Kick back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. This is pretty much what I do here is um, just talk about unfiltered laid back humor show where I talk about really my thoughts my life um, about the business world economics a little bit of politics you know maybe a more point of view real world honest realistic way to look at things rather than some guy on the internet who's trying to sell you a course with some bullshit or acting like he knows everything because not everybody does so it's more like, a, you know, you're just talking to me, I'm a bro at the bar kind of thing. I'm just sick of the whole political correctness bullshit, like you guys are as well. So if that isn't you or that offends you, this show probably isn't for you. Um, but like I said, this is season two. I'm probably going to roll out two episodes a week going forward as of now. But we will see. But to go ahead and get into things... Like I said, I've been on a hiatus, and when I left to go travel a little bit, the government was still being absolutely ridiculous and stupid, and I get back, they're still doing the same thing. I mean, I can't open Twitter without Joe Biden babbling in front of a teleprompter. It's like he's having a fight with the teleprompter, and this time he tells us he wants to get 50% of cars to be EVs or electric vehicles by... By 2030, first of all, he can make whatever promise he wants by 2030. That, that man isn't going to make it to 2025, let alone maybe through his term. So he can be babbling about whatever the fuck he wants because it's it's empty promises at this point. Um, and today and yesterday, it's been all about electric vehicles and um, saving the planet and climate change and all that stuff. And I'm not against climate change, or I, I believe in it. I'm not a non-believer in it, that we're making an impact negatively on this earth. You know, blah, 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 and all that shit. I, I believe it. I really do. I think we need to do something about it. But people act like the planet warming is, is going to kill people. In five years, or whatever the statistic is, ten years, the planet's going to be a degree hotter than it was. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading right here, 40 years. So, more people die on this planet from being cold every year, from hypothermia, than they do from heat stroke. So, if the planet goes up a degree, and the ecosystems can still thrive as normal, 
less people are going to die. Now, that's obviously just my opinion, as everything in this show is just my opinion. It's not financial advice by any means. Don't take any of my advice seriously. Just take it into thought. Do your own research. But that's just my opinion. But it's also kind of realistic. Because, I mean, the planet goes up a degree. That's could be one last kid that gets hypothermia in his shack and the third world country that he's unfortunately been born into. So, anyway, everything in the market's been about this clean energy bullshit and um, a couple billionaires are coming together, more specifically Joffrey Bezos and Creepy Bill Gates and I want to say Mark Zuckerberg as well are all putting together, oh, Mike Bloomberg, pardon me, um, they're putting together a couple billion dollars to mine raw materials um, from Greenland. And all these materials are going to be used for clean energy um, resources and products for microchips to help stop the microchip shortage. It's going to be, they're going to be mining for nickel, copper, cobalt, cobalt, um, platinum, all in Greenland. And Greenland is a relatively um, rich um earth part of earth and it hasn't really been tapped into we're kind of on the surface of it right now so if we threw money in there like we did it will uh it will pay off so i think that this is cool it's unfortunate that these three people are doing it i like jeff bezos is all right but bloomberg and bill gates can fucking suck it um and yeah that was a play on the song if you know that song but um what was they saying oh yeah Sorry, this is the unprofessional podcast. Sometimes I get sidetracked and forget what I'm talking about, but that's all part of the show. Um, but I did have a theory about this Greenland thing because if you remember not too long ago, back when you know Donald Trump was our president, he kind of made a joke about buying Greenland for a certain amount of money, but at the same time he kind of wasn't joking. Maybe he had a big brain move and realized that that country is just so rich in resources of all these things that are now scarce that he was just had a big brain move and was thinking way ahead. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was just saying that to be Donald Trump, but I don't know. Could be, could have been a big baller, big brain play. But with this news breaking about these guys, um, doing this it's, it's really shook up the uh, the financial market the ESG market the clean energy market so if you have a little money to throw in which all of us probably don't because we're all broke um, it's very understandable if you're broke lots of us are um, but if you got money put them in these ETFs because these clean energy ones are going to go ballistic this year and next year and the year after that really the whole time the Biden administration is in is in office so you know you can go to get i there's one called iShares global clean etf it's at 23 dollars. it's very cheap um i don't know what's in it on the top of my head i don't think tesla's in it um, a lot of these clean energy etfs are heavily weighted by tesla which can be very good if you're trying to sell it can be very bad if you're trying to buy so um the ticker for that one is icln ICLN as in I, cat, leg, um, N. I can't think of a word that starts with N right now. No. There we go. 
eye cat leg no that's the ticker um there's also other ones like Investco's MSCI Sustainable Future ETF. It's not a future as in a derivative or an option. It's just called future as in like future energy, sustainable energy. It's at about $67 last time I checked, so it's a little bit more pricey. So if you want to scoop up Global, global Clean ETF instead, that may, might be a better bet. The, um, the ticker for the Sustainable Future one is... E-T, pardon me, E-R-T-H, as in elephant, rat, tiger, hell. Um, there's also a Vanek Vectors one, it's like 160 bucks, and it's heavily weighted with Tesla, so I don't fuck with it. There's also a um, First Trust Green Energy one, also kind of expensive, heavily weighted Tesla, so I'm not going to get into that shit, but basically... Um, clean energy is where it's at this week I'm probably going to focus my time on the next episode and more heavily do a little bit more research but um, just wanted to get that out there for you guys so you can join in and get make a little money with me throw maybe a couple hundred bucks in your Roth IRA into these clean clean energy stocks because think about it these clean energy stocks are only going to go up from here this isn't going anywhere so if you throw 250 bucks of iShares Global Clean ETF into your IRA 10 years down the line if you're thinking long, a long play I mean that could be worth you could make 500% on that money so I, I'm definitely going to consider doing that now I know one of the main topics that I touched on a lot before or in, in like my first season of the show was um, obviously cryptocurrency because it was huge in the spring. I mean, it, it popped off in, in ways that none of us really would have expected it to do at such speeds and popularity that it did. I mean, you couldn't get away from it if you are on social media and if you are, follow me there um, at The Unprofessional. But you couldn't get away from it there um, anywhere. Twitter, it was Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. TikTok, it was... Oh, I got the next coin that's going to blow. I got the next coin that's going to blow. Instagram, it was the, the same thing as TikTok, you know, just recycled because Instagram's just recycled shit. But I have to address now because of what's going on with the infrastructure bill and how the Congress has tried to sneak um, the outlaw of cryptocurrency into this, um, into this bill. But th- there's good things about it and there's bad things about it. Um, essentially what they're doing is these lawmakers are giving it recognition so that crypto is not just seen as a casino or that it's going to disappear when people get bored or sick of it. Um, like Congress clearly expects the industry to stick around long enough to generate a shit ton of tax revenue for the U S government. That's why it's being brought to the Hill being discussed, possibly banned regulations, whatnot. It's because they want their piece of the pie, as every mafia does. If you're moving drugs in this specific gang's streets, they're going to want a piece of the pie. If you're owning cryptocurrency in the United States, they're going to want a piece of the pie. I mean, it's the most concrete recognition of crypto that we've really ever had in this country. So 
it could be looked at as a positive thing, but there also are downsides and a lot of confusion as to what's going on because you're seeing multiple reports of different things. You're seeing fake shit on the internet. Um, but pretty much they're going to put a, a dampering on what a broker really is, what an exchange and like over-the-counter trading desks really are. And they're going to install laws so that these people like Coinbase or Binance um, have to comply to different types of rules and regulations as if they already didn't. But um, they're kind of making it easier for these trading platforms to um, kind of get more guidance from the IRS is, is essentially what it's doing. Um, the problems that are in the bill are that um, there's decentralized exchanges like Pancake Swap or Sushi Swap, shit like that. I don't really know what those are defined as by the U.S. government, but they're really that it's very unclear about how they could comply or how miners can pay their taxes and stuff like that. Because if you mine a cryptocurrency, there's no way that for the government to be able to see that you have it. Um, and to pause there, update on my helium miner. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you guys updated on that and what I'm doing and how much I'm making and shit. I am not gonna get it until like November, which just fucking sucks because I I wanted it like this summer. I wanted to mess around with it this summer when I had a little more time because my job's gonna get a little busier in the fall. But um it should still be a good time. I'm. If you guys are also have my helium miners, you know that you'll get an update about where your shipping is each week and where they're at with production. My animal group is zebra. That makes no sense to most people, but if you have a rack miner or are waiting on one, you know what I mean. You get assigned an animal when you buy, and they update. It, each animal is really like a certain amount of... Um, miners that are still in production so for example they're producing like the koalas right now and the next up are the gazelle and the next up are the lions and so on and so forth and I'm the zebra and they don't even have zebras production listed yet so they're saying November hopefully it comes sooner you know maybe Bill Gates can get these microchips out of Greenland a little bit faster so I can get my damn miner but um, again that was another rant um, I'm bad at that. Um, so, basically, this this cryptocurrency isn't going to be banned like everyone's saying. It's going to have a lot more he hefty restrictions on the brokers, which ultimately will come down to the peasants buying the crypto from the brokers because they're going to make the fees more expensive. They're going to make premium accounts like like Robinhood has premium stuff like that. So. Um, that brings me to my next subject about Robinhood. But my next topic is about Robinhood because Robinhood went public and while I was gone and um, their, their CEO is just such a fucking scumbag. I mean, when it surged to what was the high price, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he literally sold all of his, not all of his uh, shares obviously he couldn't sell them all but he sold 300 million dollars worth and then froze trading on his own app of his own security I mean what an absolute scumbag to do such a thing I can't believe people are still using this service so he sold when it was at 70 dollars or 68 dollars 
then it shot down to 54 after he sold um, I'm sure it had a small volume spike but um, just an absolute scumbag and it's terribly overvalued I mean if you look at the numbers their their earnings per share is negative 6.12 I, I mean I, I can't wait to see their their books um, in a quarter see what their earnings are after this whole AMC shit they they just have such a bad reputation. I hope every every single listener here stops fucking using them. I don't even like bringing them up because I don't want people to go into their app or anything. Like I want to give them as little clickbait as possible because I fucking hate them, and I hate Vlad. But that was my little uh, rant about the R words over at their little brokerage firm that they got. Um, back to cryptocurrency though there's a huge hack today I don't know if anyone's been following but 611 million dollars of Bitcoin has supposedly been stolen in a DeFi um, software called Poly Network they tweeted out at 8.38 a.m. this morning they said important notice we are sorry to announce that Poly Network was attacked on Binance Chain Ethereum and Polygon assets have been transferred to attackers following address and then they posted the hackers ethereum and um it looks like bitcoin cash um or i guess that's binance chain the binance chains wallets so they literally posted their wallets which is cool so people won't send shit to them but it's just very alarming and a good rule of thumb to just pay decent fees for security like use binance Binance has some of the best fees maybe in the world. I haven't found really anything better. Granted, you have to use Binance US if you live here, but you can use their main platform if you're outside the US. But it's such a small fee for such good security. I mean, there's no reason to be using Poly Network or any of these other smaller ones at this point. Like I said, crypto is the most mainstream it's ever been, so you might as well just go ahead and use a mainstream broker. Obviously, don't use the R words or Charles Schwab or Fidelity or anything like that because you know you don't actually own your shit there but use Binance you know use Coinbase if you want to they're fine they've been hacked in the past but they're fine um, Kraken's cool just just use the mainstream ones don't use the sketchy motherfuckers so yeah hopefully none of you guys uh we're victims of that hack, but regardless, wake up and use Binance. Um, another trending topic that I've been reading about is um, Kathy Wood, the almighty ARC lady, says that China is now uninvestable. And I, I, I find it interesting, yet I slightly agree. I've always never really liked the idea of putting my money into China, um, considering most of their companies are state-run. Kathy Wood states that she she says well i would say in any areas we are looking right now the multiple structure the valuation structure of the companies is down probably not going to make a comeback she says this due to the regulatory crackdown on all the industries spe specifically tech um, with china and the ccp um, her innovation etf which is heavily weighted with chinese technology has been down three percent in a month um, I don't necessarily think that's a cause for concern. 3% on a uh, tech ETF? I mean, come on, Kathy, what are you thinking? But I guess now she's hailed as a god, so, you know, 
the second she starts failing, she's got to make excuses. I mean, I'm just kidding. I, I think arc, arc cap's pretty sweet, but um, I don't know. UBS came out with a note this week on China saying they're uninvestable as well due to the same regulatory um, sanctions of long-term priority to develop strategies to implement industry and technology, which offers compelling growth opportunities for the country. Um, that's what China said. So emerging market strategists, nice title there, um, said China has a multi-year process of opening its financial markets to global investors, but there's no indication of the reversal of that process, which I think is a whole lot of bullshit. Um, I wouldn't necessarily like where it's going, especially with COVID. Apparently, it's the final wave of COVID, but you, we don't have any of the real numbers on it, so who knows if there's going to be another variant. The The former commissioner of um, the FDA said that we're on the final wave, but who knows where China's at. I mean, it could plague their country for the next five years. Who knows? Um, the FDA former commissioner said, I don't think COVID's going to be an epidemic all through fall and winter. I think that this is the final wave, the final act, assuming we don't have a variant emerge that pierces the immunity offered by prior infection or vaccination. So, of course, everyone can say, I don't think this, I don't think that, unless, I mean, for Pete's sake, we can all do it. I, I could be the commissioner of the FDA based on what they've done. Um, other things happening today is TMC is for sale. Yes, that pathetic little... TV show that follows celebrities around and harasses them. Um, they got that famous quote from Kanye when he opened his garage and was all pissed off. He's always pissed off at them, um, which I don't blame him because they're assholes for what they do. So AT&T, Media is now in discussion to sell to Fox. Um, the strategy behind that would be AT&T wants to focus on the connectivity, connectivity, of their business rather than the media side. So um, apparently Fox was planning a spinoff of, of TMZ anyway. I don't know who's watching this because it's just terrible garbage TV. They literally follow TikTok stars around. Charlie D'Amelio will be on TMZ and she's like 18. Why are they, why are they harassing her? The last thing I want to talk about is the most important thing that could actually cause the entire market to crash. I know everyone says that about everything, but this is legitimate. So hear me out here. The eviction moratorium is coming to an end. Finally, um, whether you're for it or against it, it's coming to an end. The idiots in the hill couldn't. What I mean by idiots is our government because our government's full of idiots. I don't care what political party you associate with. You have to uh, agree. They couldn't come up with a good solution, so the evictions will now be allowed to happen again. And what that means is everybody who is struggling financially or doesn't have a job or hasn't been paying their rent for whatever reason because legally you haven't had to in a large amount of states in this country, um, they're not going to be evicted because there's no laws protecting them anymore. And what this is going to do is... You could look at it one way where the landlord will win and find a new tenant or you can look at it as homelessness is going to spike and landlords aren't going to be receiving their payments anymore so they aren't going to be paying their mortgages causing the housing market to default 
kind of similar to 2008, but in a much different way that wasn't necessarily caused by a couple humans. Um, and when the housing market crashes, so does everything else. It's kind of the domino that starts the fall. So I could expect a huge sell-off even in blue chip stocks um, in the next couple of weeks because people are going to see that this is going to happen and they're going to take value while they have it. Uh, cash out, ride this wave, and rebuy in two months when everything's cheaper. For those of us who are trying to get into real estate, this may not be the worst thing in the world, but for those of us who uh, want to keep our jobs and you know maybe want to have nice 401ks who are planning on retiring in a couple months, this might be a really bad thing for you. So keep an eye out for that. My prediction is I think that stock market will plummet. I think it's going to have a natural correction. And I think inversely, um, there's going to be another crypto bull run um, here in about a month in September. And the market will plummet and things will get cheap. I don't think housing will get cheap as people say it is that I've been reading. But I certainly think there's going to be good buying opportunities coming up unless the Fed lowers the interest rate, uh, excuse me, height raises the interest rate um, so banks can make money because banks are always going to come crawling no matter what. So if they just kept letting this hyperinflation happen, it's shit's just going to hit the fan. And those who have cash in the bank, money in Bitcoin, they're, they're going to be the winners here. And the losers are going to be the ones holding their 401ks, holding their Apple stock, holding uh, really any financial security that's tied to the American government. So again, not financial advice, simply my opinion, but when I'm right, then it becomes a fact. So, but that, that's really all I have today. I didn't um, have a whole lot of content prepared for this episode. I wanted to get it out um, as soon as I could in August because I found time finally. So going forward, it's going to be about a 45 minute episode, maybe an hour, um, probably two a week would be what I like to do. This is, again, this is just the beginning of season two and um, got a lot more to come. So thanks for tuning in. This is the Unprofessional Podcast, the largest and fastest growing financial podcast in the country and maybe Canada. But I will see you guys at the beginning of next week. Hopefully there will be some crazy news about this um, eviction notices. See you guys later.